presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Via and Paralegal Mike are here. Another fantastic week. It is uh, way too hot outside. I don't care where you live in the world, it's too hot outside. So sit inside with that AC or whatever fan you have and listen to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mike, how are you, pal? Hey, hey! <laughs> Someone's going Good for well, the morning pal. shock jo- uh, job on K-Rock. Yeah, just got a fucking cat here. Just <laughs> I see that. thought my allergies were getting a little flared up here. I fucking own the place. Anyway, no, I'm doing well. That's good, man. That's good. Uh, it's been a fun little weekend of pro wrestling. I got caught up on Collision. Uh, SmackDown was a really good show. I've got to say, two weeks ago, I missed Monday Night Raw. And everyone was saying how great it was. Great. So I went back and watched it. And it was well, a great... Are, their ratings seem to be doing really well for Raw, so... Yeah, it, it was really, really well. It was in Atlanta. If you're comparing them to AEW. Well, there's and no if you listen to the, the Click This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that got me. Um, but I went back and watched it. It was in Atlanta, Cody Rhodes' like, hometown. Great crowd all night. Great matches, too. The, 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 the big whoa. Big whoa. Multiple big woes. So this week, this past week, I was like, I better watch Raw. There's a lot of momentum coming off that Raw. I better watch it. They're going to want to keep that momentum up. We're two weeks away from SummerSlam. My God, that was a long show. I <laughs> bet. All three hours of it. Why did watched... they get a fucking lurk? You could just do two hours of TV. Because you got four hours of TV in the week. Yeah. And you have your own network. <laughs> yeah. Peacock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. Uh, it was a fine show, but you could definitely tell it was a filler show to get to next week's 
go home show for Raw before SummerSlam. So it did its job. Matches were fine, but compared to the week before, it w- it was uh, wasn't even comparable. But still watched it. Still watching pro wrestling for all you pro wrestling fans out there of the Miles Pro Wrestling Podcast. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, I've enjoyed it. We're as we're taping this as always. Dynamite is on in the background, and it was uh, a nice little start with Orange Cassidy. I mean, that guy just working every week, but uh, we're loving, we're watching, and we're taking in the pro wrestling for you, the fans. Speaking of pro wrestling, Mike, hey, local pro wrestling's happened here in the Queen City again, and all That's throughout right. Saskatchewan, Western Canada here. Canadian Wrestling's Elite CWE is on their Cruel Summer Tour with WWF legend The Mountie making the towns as well. They're going to be in Regina here this weekend on Saturday. We will be there. Pretty pumped for the show. Our guy Tom will be there. The the caravan crew, Evan and and Carmen, will be there. We're going to be there. It's going to be a fun, fun show. CWE is always such a great show. Love all those people. We're going to be there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man uh, i'm getting pumped up pretty pumped up as, as you should great interview had with some nice young talent and seeing the cwe posts yeah so excited to see uh, them in action Very Devil exciting. and soul yeah that's right x devil and soul that's right uh they got a cool look i actually got a peek of their merch table they're selling masks and everything like the t-shirts They've got a great merch table, so uh, fans I will get out expect there, one fun. of each for free. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love it. I just remember this isn't a video podcast, so no one's seeing the faces I make when I'm laying that in. <laughs> I mean, we could. It does. The Zoom does record this uh, video, so we could put it up uh, and start a YouTube page at one point. So you never know. You, you never, never know. You never know. Plus, I did buy uh, a webcam because uh, for me and Mike here, Sometimes my webcam doesn't want to work on Zoom. Just says, hey, yeah. you don't even have a webcam. So I bought or, a new Or he one. freezes at weird points. It's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, CWE this Saturday in the yeah. Queens City. Get out there. Support some local pro wrestling. And yeah. as always, support Caravan. Curio and Collectibles here in Regina. They're going to be at the show, as Scotty mentioned. So say a big hello They've got all your pop culture, horror, and wrestling needs Ooh, here baby. in Queen City. Absolutely. That's Caravan with a K. Search them up on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Mike, we're two weeks away from SummerSlam. The, yes. The buildup is getting there. I'm getting more excited. Uh, we're two weeks away. Monday Night Raw is very dominated right now by the Judgment Day. They're involved in hey, They run Monday Night Raw. Not even Monday Night Raw anymore. they They really are uh so you look at judgment day right now you've got rhea ripley the women's world heavyweight champion you've got dominic mysterio one of the biggest heels in the business right now with the nxt north american champion you've got damian priest with the money in the bank briefcase and you got finn balor the number one contender for the world heavyweight championship going into that match uh with seth rollins at SummerSlam, and they're finally doing what they've been saying since way before they started doing it, they're finally running the show. They, they run Monday Night Raw, which is... They great. run Monday Night Raw. Uh, Dominic Mysterio last... Yeah, it, it really did. They were jobbers for quite a while. But last week, Dominic Mysterio made history. He main evented Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown all within the same week, which has never been done by anybody before. Very cool stat, for especially for a young wrestler like that, even though he is a Mysterio, 
He's still a very young wrestler. I believe this is just his third year. So I think his first match was in SummerSlam of 2020 during the pandemic against Seth, I think. Uh, so it's great to see. We see it every week. We see it online. The reaction, Dominic Mysterio, the biggest heel in wrestling. And while I don't argue that, and I, I'll agree with that statement because he's with the biggest company in wrestling. So he's getting the biggest booze. He's getting destroyed every time he tries to talk on the microphone which is great for the show because in a way you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're booing the bad guy, right? It looks good. My, it's not even an issue, but the thing that I'm bringing up to you, Mike, is do people really hate Dominic Mysterio right now? Or are the masses booing him because it's the cool thing to do? Now, there's, I was thinking about this. We talked off air. We, we do some show prep, believe yep. it or not. <laughs> I mean, Whilst being actually at that time thinking about this in my mom's basement, <laughs> this time in, in place. Oh, uh, you're giving toxic Tyler James way too much ammunition for us. Yeah, on. well, I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling in a giving mood. There you go. On this Wednesday, <laughs> um, but I thought too, even if it's the cool thing to boo, if you're WWE, you love the fact it's happening. I think he's rightful to be booed. Because you've kind of been put with a great group with a lot of great talent. You're getting pushed. Like you said, you're headlining every show. Yeah. Why does this guy get to have it? Another reason to boo him, right? But really, I hope it comes down to the character that Dominic Mysterio is. Listen, this guy got into a fight with his dad. It's perfect storytelling. Everyone loves them some Rey Mysterio. But it's easy to hate on Dom, the kid who's been pretty much handed everything. Like, it works either way. Like, I, I don't look at it as a negative as it initially was if it was, like, the cool thing to boo him. If it's the cool thing to boo him, then good. This is good for wrestling that you're getting it. You should boo the bad guy and you should cheer the good guy. It's, it's taking it back to that great golden era of, like, this is how these stories are told. And it's working out flawlessly for the Judgment Day. Like, well, I'll say for Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I, I agree. At some points, I'm like, man, is he doing anything to, to get these boos other than grabbing the microphone? But you did just mention he turned on his dad, and his dad is the legendary Rey Mysterio. Uh, within that storyline, he also, like, hoofed Edge right in the balls. Oh, yeah. And that was the beginning of that turn on, on Rey as well. And so I, I get that, but there is a part of me a little bit that goes, well, they're booing just because that's the cool thing to do. I almost want to relate it to, and I'm, I'm kind of defeating my own argument here a little bit. Um, I almost related to people booing Cena because it was cool, not necessarily because they liked him or hated him. They just, that was the cool thing to do. But this time yeah, they're, doing, and, and, they're, they're doing it right though. Yeah. So that's why maybe we take out the element of it's like just doing it for, to be cool. If you were doing it to be cool, you'd be cheering him out of the fucking thing. Yeah. You're not, so if you're doing there. it to be like a smart ass kind of, way like i mean that shit passed after ruthless aggression like they've slowly been building back into like this is who you cheer this is who you don't they don't turn on talent like they used to for the fed aw i still believe that they turn on talent i agree with the, that. those fans those fans have now moved like they're like oh there is a product for me the smarter fan 
the guy the guys who left to go watch the new japans to watch the indies and to get into wrestling that way yeah like the smarter mark type people they they exist and like i hate to say it because we love AEW as well but they do exist more there than they do in wwe wwe's presence has been smarter and i think partnerships with peacock and the more widespread it's been and it's always been is is getting people to invest in characters the proper way they're not all me yeah (laughs) like they're not me looking at cody rhodes being like man fuck you even though like yeah cody rhodes is a great talent i know he is Mm -hmm. hell of a worker but i am also not in the camp of like it's weird because you kind of do your point on this i didn't like how cody got given what he was given like coming out when he did in the rumble i think was foolish i still do like it but for dom works different like it helps that character because he plays it up as a true chicken shit heel as we talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks i can almost argue for the fact of in the fed now it's almost the reverse instead of booing the guy that we're supposed to be cheering we're now cheering the guy that we're technically supposed to be booing but because he's so over and so great at what he does la knight he's a bad guy but la knight is la knight is a stone cold steve austin true tweener anti-hero archetype absolutely and we're supposed to be technically be booing him he still does heelish things but he's over he's over on the mic and he's over in the ring and even from back in the nxt days i didn't know him much before he was getting over by his work was great but his mic work was great too gonna gonna slow you um la knight a beast on the mic it's what made me appreciate la knight i think his is in ring work is good la knight is like a seven out of ten in ring which yeah a good good. a good wrestler i would like to see a a bit of a different move set he kind of sets up for like the the people's elbow but then he just hits the ropes and drops a, a jumping elbow it looks soft to me and i mean to me, I don't want to see moves like that anymore. I want to see things that are going to knock guys down to beat them, to pin them one, two, three. Um, even if it's a, a soft signature or a hard signature kind of thing, kind of like Sami Zayn's Blue Thunder Bomb, you're always getting a, a close call finish. That elbow drop just ain't doing it for me. It just aesthetically, I think it looks good. But but that, that's a big part of the Fed, right? Like that system's meant to work for years and years and years. Yeah. Like, you can really make a go of it if you're working in the Fed. And now, especially, too, their schedules are lighter. They're definitely not where they were pre-pandemic of working. They are getting more time off. It, it It's just Vince's bit. Hogan, dude. Yeah. Hell, like, you think about the stunner, you'll take that. Mm-hmm. You'll take that move every night. The people's elbow, you're going to fucking take that move every night. Like, it... I, I would say that's the route they protect your guys. Yeah. The, the amount of shit you get for like, and we're seeing it across the AEW side, obviously after Forbidden Door, um, the Tiger Driver. It It's talked about everywhere. Granted, some guys will step up and say, don't tell me how to work. I'm here and I'm in the shape I'm in. I'll take the fucking move. The Fed's just not that. After the Attitude Era, I think Vince had enough of like oh i gotta worry about guys who are getting really fucking hurt so la knight is playing at the fed way and guess what i think a lot of people are i don't think anyone's got a move where i'm looking at it going like that's dangerous 
Yeah, no, we only kind of think about that when guys in the Fed, like if it's Goldberg coming back and he's doing things, maybe his body just can't do anymore. But yeah, I honestly don't remember the last time I watched a, a match in the Fed where I was like, oof, that's that's cutting it close. Easy boys, right? That, but yeah, but no, and that's the way it's going. But going back to our original point, like with the the type of characters they're building, LA Knight's not existing in either realm. They're letting him find his footing in a way where they'll finally think of something. They're biding time. Yeah. Because I think they're also like, okay, like if we throw him to the wolves and we're not sure of what this is, they're just fucking crushing LA Knight again. Like LA Knight just goes to the bottom of the card. He's forgotten about. Sure, he's got the great promo and he's fucking good. But unless you can be in a story that matters, especially in the Fed right now, where that's what's getting over is your story. We're not remembering so much the great matches. We're remembering the build to those matches. I think they need the right fit for LA Knight. And his tweener aspect is only happening because they need to know where are we going to put this guy? Dom works because they know. Judgment Day are the fucking bad guys of wrestling. Yep. We need them to look like the bad guys of wrestling. We need them to do shitty things to be over as bad guys. And you're right. But what even when it comes to the Judgment Day, they are the full-blown bad guys. Rhea Ripley's getting cheered and chanted. There's mommy chants at all time. But it's it's understandable, I guess, because she's great at what she does. It's mm-hmm. a great gimmick and storyline. And it's just super entertaining. Rhea Ripley's I, killing people on both Raw and NXT. She had a great match on NXT last night. And it was awesome to see. But she's still getting cheered a lot. When she does dastardly things against a, a good baby face that people care about, yeah, she's going to get booed and whatnot. When she interferes in a match to cost someone a win and the Judgment Day wins, she's getting booed. But throughout the matches, she's getting mommy chance. It's it's hard because it's someone you've watched and be like, this is someone who should be top of the card a long mm-hmm. time. If anyone doesn't need the Judgment Day, it's clearly Rhea Ripley. Yeah. But without it, like, that, I hate to say it, that women's division is a little bit of a mess. Yeah, big time. So I, it's better that Rhea Ripley's in big major storylines with superstars who are bigger than some of the women on the show. Yeah, and I hate I, to be that guy. I'm not trying to sound sexist because they're trying to elevate their talent the same, but like it helps that Rhea's involved in men's matches to make her look stronger. Completely agree because at some point, someone like Becky Lynch is going to go after Rhea Ripley. And I just think this brings Rhea up to that, you know, superstar level that Becky Lynch is at. And then we've got a bit of a mega match kind of thing, which is is very cool. It's been a while since we've seen Becky and Rhea. If we have seen that on the main roster, I don't know. But I think we're getting to that point eventually. I like the slow build. I like the fact that Becky's off doing something else and not a focus. And when Rhea has these matches, she's crushing the competition and then still heavily involved in other Judgment Day business. Yeah, so I, I, th- yeah. I think it's helping out quite a bit there, but she is getting cheered when she should be getting booed. But it's, it's for me, for us, Mike, we're we're diehard fans. We just appreciate the work. We appreciate that she's getting, uh, uh, you know, a big push in the main event storyline. Like you said, very, very much like when Sammy was getting a push in the in the bloodline, you know, like he was a bad guy. The Usos are bad guys, but we're getting a great story and it's entertaining to us and we're investing in it. So, you know, we're, we're appreciative of that. So it's it's. Kind of hit and miss it, when uh, it comes it, to like. It, it's good you're saying all of that because we're talking about these talents where we look at um, 
uh, Dominic Mysterio holding an NXT title. We're looking at Rhea Ripley holding a women's championship. And we're looking at Damian Priest holding the Money in the Bank briefcase. But we're looking at Finn Balor going into SummerSlam with no title and going against arguably one of the hottest faces in WWE, Seth Rollins. Scott, what do we do with Finn Balor at SummerSlam? So since this feud started and you could tell it was going to SummerSlam in initially in my thought is there's no way Seth is losing. He just got that championship. He's trying to make it prestigious. And the way WWE does that lately is by having guys hold belts for a long time for Roman. It's worked. And for Gunther in the intercontinental championship, it's more than worked. So that was my thought process going in. I'm like, cool. I get another great Finn and Seth match, but I can't see Seth losing. I, I, I'm with you because, like, you, you just got that title realistically. And, I mean, Seth has been in some programs where Seth was doing good for the company. It, yep. it wasn't doing good for Seth, but it was it was doing good for the company. Let's not get it twisted. Seth should probably be the last person complaining. Seth had a hell, hellacious run. I mean, if you're all remembering the best, my favorite cash-in of all time, is Seth Rollins now and that and put him into the the best heel run he's had. I I, I just feel like that guy, he does have a chip on his shoulder because he's he's been there. He's the same amount of time as Roman, same amount, like just putting that work in. You're owed anything in this business. But I'm thinking you're like I'm with you because realistically, like, yeah, Seth probably shouldn't lose that title. But Finn loses again. That's an issue for the Judgment Day. It should be. Because they're all looking dominant. And if you really run shit, you'd be running shit. So this is, I said to you, this could, again, off air. You go into that match. I first said, I kind of changed on this. Um, I told Scott off air, I would have Finn Balor win that championship. That's SummerSlam. And I would have Damian Priest cash in on Finn Balor, getting him out of the Judgment Day. On my way home, I've decided this should happen. Yes, Finn Balor should lose to Seth Rollins and continue his losing streak. And they all jump him and kick him out of the Judgment Day. Just like they did with Edge, get him out. I, I like that. I like that a you lot. You look at it like the new, the, like the new generation mm-hmm. of WWE. Finn's been around. Sure, he's not like edge level of been around, but Finn's been working on that main roster for a, a while now. Maybe they don't need him. I'm with you. For the last little while, even before the Judgment Day became dominant and what we they are now, I always thought Finn was an odd choice to be in this group. The pseudo leader, but they really haven't said he's the leader. Uh, if anything, I, I would put Rhea Ripley as leader, is my opinion, but... I've always thought it's a weird choice. I don't think Finn is great on the microphone live in the ring. No, he's. I think you, he's. You said yeah. great in, in pre packages when they're 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 doing video packages. I think he's great. They edit it great. I just feel like Finn was not the right fit there. Maybe if Edge was there with him in that group for a little while and they could breed that a little bit better, maybe I could see that. But they okay. booted Edge right out. Didn't happen. And when I just aesthetically looking. When I see Dom, he's got the dirty Dom gimmick. He looks great. Rhea always looks great, looks apart. Damien looks great, looks apart. And then sometimes I, when I see Finn, he's got a big baggy shirt looking like a wannabe Chulo. 
and I'm just like, man, this doesn't seem. It's, you're the, it's you're, Cholo, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I, I seem like you don't seem like the mature one of the group. You don't seem like the the adult in the room running no. things. I feel like you're trying to look younger, to look hip and cooler, and it just it's not working for me. On the microphone, not working for me very well. Backstage, great. In the ring, not good. I think they could be a, a great. Uh, three-man uh, group with Rhea, Dom, and Damian Priest, Finn's got to go. He has to go. What I would like to see, what, jumping off of your uh, idea there, have him lose to Seth Rollins, but then have Finn be desperate to win back the the trust and the confidence of the rest of Judgment Day. He'd be like, hey, let's uh, let's go for the tag titles. I can help us win the tag titles. Lose that match. Uh, I'll go up against Gunther. I got Gunther, whoever the IC champion is. I'll bring that championship. That'll get us back to the main event. Have him lose there. And then I would like to see the jumping on. Or have Finn be like, I'm going to bring in another member. And then that another member comes in and they all jump Finn. And then have another member. I think it has to be someone young, somebody maybe from NXT. I think they were a few weeks ago. You can see in the background Finn talking to JD McDonough. He was brought up from NXT. He was trained by Finn. Something could be happening there, but I, I think it's time for Finn to go away from the Judgment Day. But there is a big part of me that says, or have Finn win at SummerSlam. Yeah. And have that visual of every member of the Judgment Day holding pretty much all the power on Monday Night Raw. Every championship except for the IC. Right? It's, great. it's a great idea. And then you have Finn putting pressure on Damian Priest. Don't cash in on me. Cash in on Gunther. Let's get Gunther. Then we got all the championships. We're really running Monday Night Raw. And Damian Priest going, I got nothing against the IC title, but I'm here to be a world champion. And just have that un uncomfortableness within the groups. Don't have to go on for long. Don't have to take it all the way to Survivor Series, but I think that's a great way to go. It, it's a good long-term storytelling because, I mean, getting into our, our last and final point on the show about SummerSlam is obviously mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the bloodline, which... One of us is excited to really keep going with this. The other one is me. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns are going to go. Great job, Scotty. Go ahead, pat yourself on the back. I shall. It's a big moment for you. I shall. It was a, um, a win, not, a, not out of spite, by the way. I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, I would just say this. Yes, wrestling fans, I'm with you. When we look back at great storylines in professional wrestling, we are going to point to the bloodline in this era and say this was some of the best work the WWE has done. I think they've gone too long. Scott disagrees, which is fine. I'm sure there's people who do disagree. I'm just saying in terms of someone who likes good storytelling, you, you hit a pinnacle with it. And now I think there is some milking happening to to keep things alive and it's helping the SmackDown brand. There's no doubt about it. You're tuning in to see that kind of shit. Um, going into this match, I don't fucking believe for a second that Jey Uso is beating Roman Reigns. I don't know why you would just do that. Mike, I I'm with you. I don't see Jey Uso winning. Uh, for, me, no. for me, just to jump back to what you'd said before, for me, they haven't lost my trust in good storytelling with this story to get to this point. Has there been You're a couple a of filler? Man, though. You're hey? a simple man. 
<laughs> there, there's definitely been some segments or some smackdowns that have been filler which is fine we get that in every tv show every series whatever it's fine i'm trying to figure out how you book the because i do believe this is the end of the bloodline storyline at SummerSlam. how do you book it because you've elevated jay uso to being a semi-main or main event caliber wrestler now how do you wrap this up with roman winning but Jay Uso getting what he has earned and deserved over the last three years, storyline wise, right? How do you do that? Because I'm with you. I don't see Jay Uso becoming the new undisputed WWE Universal Champion. If they did, hell no. You hear that guy talk? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Yeah. You're not going on Jimmy Fallon show. You're no. Let me go on Sway in the morning. <laughs> Like, I'll be like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just like get real that's not the face of your company i'm saying if you want this to work with jay losing yes have roman win then you have every living samoan come out and fucking mean mug roman and they put the fucking thing on jay no matter what that's cool that's any elder cool. they're all there they stare him down and they still put that necklace on jay or, or it's happening, and like, what's up with Solo? He's the middleman. There's been a lot of uh, online theories that Solo is side eyeing Roman, which he has been questioning visually on his face some of Roman's decisions. And there's also been the thing of like, Solo wants to be the head of the table, he wants to be the tribal chief, and he's just waiting for that moment to strike to become the tribal chief. If that's how this storyline ends, I will not like that at all. I, Not one bit. I mean, there's one person I worry coming out of this. Like the the Usos will be fine. Shit, man, mm -hmm. they were loved not being in there. The, the Usos are good for the kids when they're in their old gimmicks. This works now too. They're a fine tag team. Going to be remembered as one of the best to do it. I'm sorry, they're easy top ten tag teams of all time. Absolutely. You can't you can't deny that now. Roman's fine. He's fucking Roman Reigns. Doesn't matter which way they go. Guy keeps saying acknowledge me. It's over. He's yeah. fine. Solo has the most to lose coming out of the bloodline. Because what do you do with a guy who doesn't fucking talk? Yeah, I think when this... Or Paul takes him. Or Paul takes him. I do like that. I like that a lot. I think at some point, Solo has to go to a different brand, different show. Sure, yeah. And then just run rampant there. Then almost, you don't have to forget anything that's happened with him so far, but you I guess start fresh. Have him be that wrecking machine that he has been. And in my opinion, do what you did with Gunther. Build him up, get him to that mid-card title, build that mid-card title, build your stock, move on to other things after you lose that title. So I honestly, a part of me wants that to happen with the Usos. Put one on one show and one on the other. See what happens. Jay Uso, I think, has earned that, right? He's he's held his own as a singles wrestler. Sure. So I, I could see that just for the sake of it kind of thing, right? It, I think it would be great to watch and try and see those guys go as single stars. I worry about Jimmy, but we all worry about Jimmy. He drinks and drives. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I can't book this one where everything makes sense. What you just said is having the elders still come out and crown J Jay, the head of the table, the tribal chief. Win or lose. Win, Win or, or lose. lose. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a tribal war, which I believe is just an extreme rules match, which is fine. So, 
I was going to say if you have Roman cheat to win, but you can't cheat to win in a match with no rules. So that kind of gets thrown out. I don't know, which is very exciting for me because I love not knowing how a match will finish. I love not knowing how this story will wrap up. And like I've said a million times, they've they've built trust with me within the storyline that they don't know how to wrap it up properly. I don't think we're going to Seinfeld this. And I, just have a terrible you know what? Ending. Endings are the hardest, man. All the best TV shows tend to have a pretty piss poor ending. Yeah. Like it, it's just the way it's very rare where you can get that picture perfect ending. And I'm not expecting them to, because I always say the ride is worth it. If the ride was good getting there, shit, no wonder it's hard to close the door behind you. Do you bring out the rock? Hey, I mean, I think it's, I, where is SummerSlam? Detroit. And rock's not working. All the actors are on strike. He's got time. I don't know how that works with SAG agreement, though, now with with the Fed. I, I have no idea. From very little I know about... Um, I don't. Uh, very little I know about uh, SAG. If it's considered a reality show, you're not part of SAG. And I don't know if okay, wrestling well, falls into that. And it's live sports. They're they're paid, They're paid. independent contractors. Then, so who- you know what? Then, yeah. Good, good time for The Rock to still get seen. I don't know if that's the move for his career in Hollywood is to show up on a pay-per-view. Right now it is. He, he's just, Rock just made headlines by donating the biggest single amount to yep. the Screen Actors Guild I, listen, uh, union I, out of anybody I get it, ever. But it's also a guy who's like, why aren't you on the picket lines? Could be. But it's for me, I think the also saving grace is it's a pay-per-view. You have to pay to see this happen. You don't have to just see it on free TV. True. So, true. I mean, also, or go to the theater. You got to pay to go there. Yeah, you that's have to true. Pay to have a Netflix subscription. That's Nothing true. is free. That's a good call. So I don't. Know. I I just think, and I don't know anything about. Again, I, I, like I see. Say. I don't either. But I think it's a good idea. If he is with the Samoan tribe, mm-hmm. all who can be there, be there. But I will say, but right before we wrap up here, if The Rock does show up and do something there's got to be a match somewhere between Roman and rock at some point. So that had already better be in the plans. If it's not, don't put rock on my TV because people still want to see that match. People want to see a lot of fucking things, man. <laughs> I want to see undertaker versus sting and it never happened. So yeah, who fucking who to all those people who want, want, want. <laughs> uh, we're two, less than two weeks away from SummerSlam. Great discussion. Like we just rambled and it was fantastic in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since the Fed has really been the vocal point. Yeah. And going into some major stuff, like there's, I think, two really great big storylines. One, I think, coming to an end and one really hitting its stride right now. So it's interesting to see the shift in what's yeah. going to happen in, in WWE. I also, agree. like, yes, we know. We know. There's a lot of AEW to talk about. We're, we're not fools. Yes, we love MJF and Adam Cole. We're on board. Don't worry, fans. If you want our thoughts on that, if because we haven't talked about it on the show enough, hit us up on the socials at In My House Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We will full blown interact with you at all times. As soon as we see that message, we're replying back. So yes. hit us up on the socials. We'll talk AW, we'll talk the Fed, we'll talk old school, new school, whatever you want. But that's where you'll find us. And if you're listening, UK here, Tom will talk GC Dub with you. That's right. <laughs> he definitely will. Uh, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> 
Hit us up on those socials again at any my house pod. Share this podcast. You're listening to it on Spotify and all your favorite platforms. Hit that share button and let's spread the word. Let's make this show as big as fun as possible. We've got uh, a lot of cool things uh, coming down the line here for the rest of the year, including some more interviews. So stay tuned for that. Mike, we're out of time, brother. This has been a real fun show. I'm getting real pumped up to talk SummerSlam card next week, getting into the biggest party of the summer. For Paralegal Mike, I am Scotty Villa. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my place.